Good. Where, where's the smart marks at? They're there. There, talk to them. Good. Can I? Yeah. I would love you to. Can I really? You know how I feel. Can I swear? I'm, I'm, absolutely. Ask your friends over here. All right. Fuck you. The rogue of wrestling, Michael Newman. Common problem for WWE superstars. Like, they never know how to react to the lights going off. Like, Undertaker made a career out of that. And the New Jersey kid, Joe Sheehan. Why did no one who feuded with The Undertaker over all these years just bring a flashlight down to the room? <laughs> You're listening to the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Can you imagine that, like, <laughs> shielding his eyes, like, hissing as he runs away or something? <laughs> like, some goth kid. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to WrestleMania Week on the Super Smart Brothers Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, here to go over everything is myself, the New Jersey Kid Joshian, and my tag team partner, Mr. Michael Newman. Welcome to Ooh. WrestleMania. Oh, man. This is a huge weekend. Huge. There's so many things going on. It's huge. Huge. So huge. We don't even have time to talk about all of it. Yeah. And we're only going to talk about a little bit of it, because uh, I know that there's a bunch of like indie promotions and stuff that definitely also run shows in and around the area to try and capitalize on all the wrestling. Yeah, you got but, uh, Gabe Sapolsky's like, WNN Live stuff. You've got uh, TNA versus Lucha Underground, um, Joey Janela's Spring Break. There's a whole bunch of shows going on this weekend. But we're just going to talk about the bigger ones that we've been watching the builds the build towards so yes the ones that we that we feel confident enough or at least that i feel confident enough as the super smart champion to put my belt on the line and total of three events we're going to do a combined three events super card of honor nxt new orleans and wrestlemania the winner of the three events combined will be the champion it's I feel every- like they should just be the champion for the year, right? Like to 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 correctly predict like a majority out of three cards mm-hmm. would be pretty impressive. Although you know it, it's going to be really great. I hope I hope it does. I hope it comes down to like one or two matches, like it always does. Yeah. It's going to be something really asinine, like the tag team match between like uh, the Briscoes. Actually, that wouldn't not be asinine. We know the Briscoes are winning that match. It, it's yeah. going to be something really odd, like um, let's see, like the U.S. title match. Or something. Yeah. Or like the women's battle royal. <laughs> yep. It comes out of the women's battle royal and the uh, North American ladder match. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be something like that. The whole weekend will come down to two matches. Um, but so how about before we get into mm-hmm. going down each match and stuff like that, what do you think of the overall build of, let's just say, everything coming up to this weekend out of the... So we're mm-hmm. going to look at Ring of Honor, NXT... And WWE is. Do you think anyone has overall done it better than the others, or has overall everyone done well? What What's your feeling? Uh, actually, I do feel pretty excited for all three cards, to be honest. But I definitely feel like of the three, NXT is the one that's got me most excited. What about you? Really? Okay. However, well, right. I, I say that as NXT is the card that overall excites me most, but the match that excites me most is actually Cody versus Omega. I was about to say, that's why I'm surprised you didn't say Ring of Honor, because mm-hmm. of that match. I knew that was going in was going to be one of your favorites. So yeah. um, I, I definitely agree with you, though. Um, I think NXT just has the formula, right? Like, 
Mm-hmm. Don't overpopulate your card. Like, WrestleMania is a huge card. Like, uh, let me just look real quick for number of matches. So, Ring of Honor, we've got 11 matches. NXT, we have five. WrestleMania, we've got 13. Wow. So, yeah, that's a, a, like a varied thing. But, like, I think... So the better comparisons might be Ring of Honor to WWE, right? In terms of number of matches. Mm-hmm. And I think Ring of Honor's done the better part there. But I think just NXT, it's quality over quantity. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, because the thing that's really nice about NXT, too, is every single time, every match gets a really good amount of time. Like, yes. every single match actually has the amount of time to tell the story it needs to. Instead of just getting rushed and being on a card just to get somebody on a card. Yeah. And they definitely fill their cards with like great matches, all of which I'm looking forward to. Uh so I guess we better Yeah, I'm still wondering at least it? specifically about that NXT before we get into because yeah. I want to talk about Sakura Genesis first because that will oh, okay. lead into stuff about uh Supercard of Honor. Yeah. I think that'll influence your predictions and things too because they're important important turns of events, my friend. Ah. Um, but in NXT, do we know, is Adam Cole pulling double duty? Is that confirmed? Uh, let me check my... I think it's pretty much confirmed at this point. At least, okay. so, the cards I always use are, uh, from Wikipedia, which are mm-hmm. pretty accurate. Um, and that has him listed twice, so. Alright, I guess we'll trust As we're the... talking, I can, uh... I can hop over to WWE.com and see what they have. Yeah, I mean, I guess if they, whatever they have, if that's consistent, then that's probably it. But the great Wikipedia will will trust in her. <laughs> I think. So, yeah, let me, let me, let's talk about Sakura Genesis first a little bit. Because this was the big show this last weekend from New Japan. And we had some really phenomenal matches on this card. Um, just to talk about a couple of the highlights that are a little bit more important. Um, will Ospreay had a fucking killer match here with Marty Skrull, and seemingly for now, I think, really has sort of ended the Marty Skrull curse. Hmm. Because he if he beat him, it was definitive, but it was like this really great back and forth. Like, it was it was an excellent match. Like, I, I don't really even want to say too much of it, just because it was it was really well-crafted, like, just perfect counterfest of, like, Will Ospreay finally, like, learning all the ins and outs of Skrull, and not succumbing to his mind games and actually like pressing the advantage when he has it as a high flyer. And it was great. It was really phenomenal. Uh, and it was brutal nice. as fuck. Cause Osprey took some brutal headshots in this fucking match. And Skrull really just did a great job of like pouncing right on it and looking like an absolute bastard while he did it. So he, yeah, did it, wasn't it like possible that he came out of that injured? It, it definitely looked like he could have. Uh, but I think I think Osprey's announced that he's gonna be at all of his shows. So he's got like six WrestleMania weekend. <laughs> Holy shit! Wow, what a workhorse. Um, but yeah, some other things coming out of this that were pretty uh, interesting. Like Naito looks like he's gonna be challenging for the Intercontinental Title. Uh, like okay. Basically trying to provoke Suzuki. He was like, so actually his it was a big tag team match between Los and Gobernables and Suzuki Goon, and Suzuki Goon actually won the match. But then Naito is basically just talking shit on Suzuki and talking shit on the IC title and saying it doesn't mean anything. And he's like, well, if you need somebody to challenge you, I guess I could like lower myself to fight you or something. 
It's like, it's like one of those kinds of things. So they're they're kind of it looks like they're experimenting more with maybe letting Naito be a face because like he's already okay. over as fuck kind of as a heel, and he's still acting very heelish. But they're putting up against Minoru Suzuki, who's even more of a pure heel. So I think they're kind of trying to let that play out and see where that's going to kind of test the water, so to speak. Or mm-hmm. totally, and I, I think it's probably going to eventually lead to. In kind of like, cause like, there's certain types of baby faces that aren't the squeaky clean ones. Like even when CM Punk was a baby face, like, you know, he was kind of still like a trickstery, cheeky asshole who'd fuck around with people. Like, <laughs> I hope that that would be the sort of baby face that Naito would be. Which, like, honestly, with how much he gets cheered, is I kind of feel like he is anyway. At this point, I don't know. Okay. Because I mean, he definitely does still do distinctly heel shit, but like, he gets cheered everywhere he goes. Naito, but anyway. Yeah, well, because he's just super over. <laughs> right. Uh, so then t- the last two matches that were really important was uh, they had a tag team match between Cody and Hangman Page versus the Golden Lovers. And one of the things that was really actually very exciting in this match that actually really added to the storytelling was that Cody got a real bloody eye. I think it was Kota Ibushi, I think, kicked him. And then like uh. his whole like one eye was just coated and covered in blood, and he just looks really fucking maniacal. Like, because well, he still has the blonde hair, right? Yeah, and so like it, it melded into that a little bit, but like it just completely covered his one eye, so he almost looked like he had like the one eye like gouged out, like it was that bloody. So he just looked like really insane during like the later part of the matches. Like it was really great because essentially their strategy was like he was fucking with uh, Omega and Ibushi enough that Adam Page was the one who was doing a lot of damage and taking advantage of their uh, missed opportunities, and eventually. Cody got a roll-up on Ibushi to win over the Golden Lovers. So, getting Cody some momentum heading into Supercard of Honor. So, I don't know mm. if that's going to influence your decision for who you think is going to win at Supercard. Gotcha. Um, but then, we have the last match, Okada versus Zack Sabre Jr. That was pretty fucking phenomenal, too. Uh, although, I do, I really feel like the match of the night was uh, Cody and Adam versus... Uh, the Golden Lovers, like that was okay. that was a really good match. Like Cody was really next level heel on this match, just like getting in the head of Omega and fucking with him, and then fucking with uh, Kota Bushi to get back at Omega even more. Like it was really well done. It's good stuff, and it makes me excited to see him versus Omega, big time. Nice. Um, but yeah, Okada versus Zack Saber Jr. Really solid match. Uh, Zack Saber really got the show that he could hang with a guy like Okada, and really force him to kind of change his style a little bit more. Because I feel like Okada okay. gets kind of samey sometimes. But mm-hmm. like Zack Sabre... He, he has his uh, formula, so to speak. Exactly. And Zack Sabre is so... It's so interesting because he's so formulaic too that it's like, all right, like who's going to force the other guy to work their match? Sort of thing. So it was an interesting clash of styles. Uh, and then afterwards we get Tanahashi coming out to challenge Okada. So that... Because... Uh, at this point, Okada has tied Tanahashi for the title defenses. And if he beats Tanahashi, then he'll have the most title defenses of any title reign. Thus, like, surpassing Tanahashi, like, for real, for real. Mm. So, big big, uh, big match on the horizon here between Okada and Tanahashi. Nice. It's, it's nice to see that one built up again. Mm-hmm. It's been a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, so I guess with that said, then we should get into the predictions for these 
insane <laughs> this insane weekend of matches. Like where do you even want to start? Let's see. Let's see. We've got eleven. Hold on. Sixteen. Twenty-nine matches we're about to go through. <laughs> okay, so I think let's start with um uh since we were just talking about Secure Genesis, let's talk about Supercard of Honor. All right, um, start with Supercard. We've got two prelim matches for Rook of Honor, mm-hmm. uh, and that is the semifinals to their Women of Honor Championship. Uh, we've Kelly Klein versus Mayu Iwatani. Mm-hmm. Mm, actually, because you know, they're doing the two semifinals and then the final match, right? Uh, this Wikipedia only has the two semifinals listed. Well, but then they're going to do the finals like afterwards. Oh yes, I'm sorry, I misread that. You were right. Yes. Okay. So the the semifinals are occurring during the pre-show, and then the final will take place on the main card. Hmm. All right. Here's a question: Do we want to do predictions for each one of those matches, or do you just want to do like a prediction for who do you think is going to win this thing? I would like to do for who's going to win this thing, because yeah. <laughs> also I feel like we're going to produce. I think we're going to predict the same thing. The Isn't other it? match is Sumi Sakai versus Tenille Dashwood. <laughs> So I wonder who we're going to predict. Yeah, I'm going with Tennille Dashwood. Yeah. I mean, there's no one else to pick out of this tournament. She came in with probably the most experience, uh, the biggest name, and I think it would be, it's the smartest move for Ring of Honor to put the championship on her. Yeah, exactly. Put it on a name that people know more, people that are excited for, and you know, let her kind of prove herself in that way. Prove herself and let her raise up the division, mm-hmm. right? This is a brand new division for Ring of Honor. So put it on a great champion who has had great matches throughout this tournament with some people that are less experienced than her. Mm-hmm. So obviously she can have a good match with anybody. Um, kind of think of her as like the Bret Hart of this division. Exactly. And like you said, like with her being like the person be able to bring up the division, then as the champion, just people can kind of keep coming after her and consistently just kind of fall short, and she can continue to build that legacy and build up those other women in those attempts. And I think they have a good mix. They have, like, their own Ring of Honor girls that some of them have trained, like uh, Mandy Leone. Mm -hmm. Um, But apparently they're also pulling some from, like, over from Japan. Mm. Um, I think Stardom. It's called the promotion over there. Yep. So, yeah, keep bringing in those girls. You have Brandy Woods, Randy, I'm sorry, Brandy Rhodes in there. You have Deanna Perrazzo that you brought in, Madison Rain. Mm-hmm. So get that mix of, like, the young girls and these uh, more experienced veteran girls and just raise up the division. And I think Tenille as the champion would be the perfect. Yeah, I'd be setup. really surprised if they didn't go with Tenille Dashwood. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so, yeah, uh, that knocks out three matches. <laughs> perfect. Uh, so then we have Chucky T versus Jonathan Gresham. Hmm. Chucky now T Chucky's coming Gresham. off some good exposure over in Japan. It's true. And Jonathan Gresham's just been mostly uh, fucking around with Ring of Honor here. He had that match with yeah. uh, Jay Lethal not that long ago. Mm-hmm. That was pretty good. Hmm. So I I'm this... gonna go with Chucky T on this one. Yeah, this is a bit of a pick'em at this point. Um, yeah, let me think. I think a lot of these matches are because 
with this card, it is a combined Ring of Honor and New Japan card, kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you kind of have to keep track of how many ROH guys win and how many New Japan guys win. Because the two companies are probably going to want to keep that even. True. That's a good point. Because at this point, overall, too, Chuck E. T's been definitely getting more exposure between the two. Mm-hmm. So I feel like you're I feel like you're right. This is probably just more of like an excuse to get Chucky e. T on the card and then Gresham was just like the really good person. It's like, all right, well he can have a good match with him. Yeah. I mean that that's a lot of Ring of Honor matches, right? Like the undercards is a lot of uh we've got this guy that we wanna portray and get over, so let's just throw him with someone who can work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Alright, I agree. I'm probably going with Chucky e. T. Yeah. Uh, then we have the Briscoes, Mark and Jay versus Jay Lethal and Hiroshi Tanahashi tag team match for the ROH World Tag Team Championship. Uh, as much as I would love to see Jay and Hiroshi Tanahashi <laughs> hold the titles, I think the Briscoes are retaining, but I think this is going to be an excellent match. Yeah, absolutely on the same page with you on that one. The, the only thing I'm kind of confused by is that it's like, why they're having Lethal and Tanahashi in this match? Because like, there's a lot of other really great tag teams to have this spot like you could have you know motor city machine guns going back after the titles um let's see i guess socal uncensored is like involved with the ladder match they're going for the six man um, tag yeah but yeah i guess war machines already out so they couldn't have been in this i think um, this is pretty much one of their only options so to speak um in terms of they want to portray new japan talent so mm-hmm. you got to have hiroshi hiroshi's uh, for non-important uh, New Japan matches is normally in tag team matches to help save mm-hmm. his body that has been very injured recently. So I think right. they just said, hey, let's throw him with Jay. Jay can do a lot yeah. of the work in this match and it'll be an entertaining match. That's a good point. Especially if he's got that match with Okada on the horizon. They don't want anything to fuck with that. No. So put and him in a tag got, team match. Mm-hmm. You even got the G1 coming up later this summer. So... Mm-hmm. That's yeah. usually where Hiroshi gets injured. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm excited to see this match because I think it'll be a lot of fun. But yeah, I think you're oh, right. Yeah. There's no chance that the Briscoes lose this match. I'm excited for uh, Mark and Hiroshi to go back and forth with some kind of like air guitar versus like like uh, air banjo or kung- something. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and his like redneck kung fu stuff. I I think that's gonna be a spot. So. Oh my gosh, <laughs> that would be fun. Okay, I'm totally down for that. You're selling me on that match even more now. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Tomohiro Ishii versus uh, Punishment Martinez. This is an interesting matchup uh, mm-hmm. because Tomohiro Ishii is coming off like a surprising push out of New Japan uh, more recently, and Punishment Martinez is ROH's up-and-coming uh, monster. Mm-hmm. True, very, very true. However... Uh... Given those things, and this is the, an ROH show, I do think this one's going to be Punishment Martinez. Okay. Just because it's like between the two, you know, be, simply because it's an ROH show, I feel like they're, because like, right, they're trying to, he's the upper coming guy, they're trying to give him some big wins. They put him up against Dalton Castle and he lost that title match. So this would be a way yes. to kind of give him a little bit more of that steam, give him a big name to win over. Because I think, especially if you look at it too this way, Ishii doesn't really get very much from beating Punishment, but Punishment would get a lot more from beating Ishii. I also don't think uh, Ishii doesn't lose a lot by losing. No. 
I don't think so. Especially if it's like you give it a little a little time, really make him take a beating for it, because that's kind of what punishment does, right? Is deal out yes. of punishment. So yes, yeah. And I I, I want to see Tomohiro take it to him too. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, uh, like make him work for be, it. <laughs> yeah, this is gonna be a hard hitting match. So it's like, oh, you want to me to do you the favor? Well, I'm going to beat the shit out of you. <laughs> just calls headbutts the whole time. <laughs> God damn it, dude. Although his headbutt would probably come into Martinez's like chest somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> hey, go ahead and throw the headbutts you want, buddy. <laughs> just going into my sternum. So are you picking uh, Punishment Martinez as well? I'm picking Punishment as well. All right. As I predicted, so far we agree on all of them. <laughs> so it's going to come down to, like, one match. It's going to be, like, one of the WWE matches, right? Because Ring mm-hmm. of Honor, we, we have very similar mindsets for, and their booking makes more sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, next up, we have the ladder match for the ROH Ooh. World Sixth Man Tag Team Championship. We have SoCal Uncensored, Christopher Daniels, Frankie Kazarian, Scorpio Sky, uh, coming in as the champions versus the Young Bucks and Flip Gordon. Yeah, this one, it's actually really weird because it's like this feels like a, a like just a total intergenerational match. It's like all these uh-huh. young guys versus these old guys <laughs> in a ladder match. So I feel like that should just automatically be like, well, duh, the young guys win because the old guys will just get broken halfway through the match. But uh, I think the young guys win anyway, just because they're way more over. And I want to see more Bucks and Flip Gordon together. So you see the Young Bucks going over here, you said? Yep. I think the the Bucks and Flip Gordon take it. Mm. You know what? Just to make this interesting, I'm, I'm saying SoCal keeps it retained. Oh, okay. So do you have any reason other than just to keep it interesting? Um, I Because this match, I feel like, is a coin flip, right? I can see this going either way. I can see the feud continuing. Mm-hmm. So, that's why I think it's, uh, I'm just taking a shot in the dark here. Totally. Because I was just trying to think, too, like, if if Bullet Club is going to continue sort of, I don't know, like, falling apart or splintering apart in the way that it is, then this would be, like, more of a direction for the Young Bucks to do, is, Mm -hmm. like, exploring more of their partnership here with Flip Gordon than, especially if they're, like, six-man tag to get, you have Matt, or, geez, six-man tag champions together. Maybe that'd be more justification, like, hey, let's bring Flip over to Japan with us, too. Maybe he mm. could, like, get into the Super Juniors tournament or something. I don't know. I don't and, know. I, I, just, I like this partnership, so that's why I want them to win the match <laughs> and the title, so. <laughs> I don't think that they have to lose to, like, for the partnership to end, right? Like, I think even if they lose, they could still stay together. No, but I just, I feel like if they win, it just <clears throat> gives more of a reason for it to stay together. Okay. So, Same so that's why I that's why I'm for it. And also, I just, right. I'm, I'm also like I don't like that they changed their name to SoCal Uncensored. That's so stupid. They should still be called the Addiction. So I don't th- <laughs> I don't want them to win anything under their new name. Are they are they true heels in your book now? Like <laughs> no, they're just they're go away heels in my book right now. Oh wow. Okay. Uh... Well, not not like completely, but just over the name. Okay. Uh, so next up, we have Hangman Page versus Kota Ibushi in a singles match. Hmm. I I think this is this is an interesting match in terms of 
there haven't been too many singles matches in this uh, Golden Lovers versus the Bullet Club feud. It's true. It's been uh, very, very tag team heavy. So this is kind of... This could be like the uh, the balance to whatever happens in the Cody versus Omega match, right? I think so. I think you're right. And uh, I think Ibushi is winning this one. Ah, so you think Cody takes the other one? Well, I maybe. We'll get there. But okay. I, I think Ibushi wins this one either way uh, to kind of get back his win because he uh, just got that roll-up loss to Cody leading into this from um, Sakura Genesis. Okay. And I feel like, just as far as priority, like, Ibushi is more priority over Adam Page in this feud. Definitely. Page is, like, the fall guy for a lot of these matches. Yeah, because it's, like, the second guy on Cody's side in this feud is Marty. Page is number three. Mm-hmm. And Ibushi is number two after Kennedy. So he, I think he needs the win. So I, I think it's Ibushi. What do you think? I agree with you because I, I think Paige is just, unfortunately, the low man on the totem pole mm-hmm. in these in this feud so far. So I think you definitely have to put Kota over him. And I think that, like, Kota is the guy, like, it losing to Kota Ibushi is not a big deal for Paige. Like, that's not a bad it's... thing because Kota Ibushi is a fucking genius. And Kota's going to make him look like a star. So, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I mean, I think that's why this match mm-hmm. was put together because ha- I think Hangman... He's, he needs that star performance. I think he needs he needs the feud, right? He needs somebody that he's really feuding with. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're doing a little bit of that stuff. Like, um, if you've been watching any of the Being the Elite, they're doing this thing with him and Joey Ryan. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know if at some point, if they had a match with Joey Ryan, that might be, like, something that maybe that could really get Adam Page to that next level. Okay. I don't know. At, that, at this point, that's my best guess. Um. But I'm sure it's something will eventually come along, like maybe something involving like a bullet club split with somebody else, like maybe something with Cody. He's like pissed about being his underling for all these years. And now he's going to get out from under his boot heel, like, yeah, maybe something like that. But that would be interesting. But for right now, I feel like Joey Ryan is the feud for him. <laughs> uh, he can touch his dick if he wants. Uh... Well, it's because it's about like. It's something about him being like a phony with his like dick or something like that, and he wants to be the true dick man in wrestling because it's like uh, he's like part of the whole Hangman page is that he's like hung, yeah, right. So it's like he's the hung guy, and then Joey Ryan has the powerful penis with the dong style. So yeah, I don't know. They just have like they just happen to have like a dick match. Like a sword fight. Yeah, there you go. That's how you build it. <laughs> <laughs> the first ever sword fight. <laughs> All right, oh, moving on. That's next. That's next year's WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, there you go. That's next year. That's at Exomania. Uh, so the next match is Dalton Castle versus Marty Skrull for the ROH World Championship. And I have a mm. feeling I know what your prediction is going to be. Whoop whoop. For so you, long, you I've think been calling. The villain it. takes it. Oh, I am certain the villain takes it. I After think that's, this build, I think that's I, the I, only reason he didn't beat Osprey at Sakura Genesis is because he's beaten Castle. Here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree with you. Castle just seems like he's kind of at the end, so to speak, in terms of how his promos have felt 
and matches leading up to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's had a good run, so I don't think it's going to be one of those. As soon as he loses it, we go, "Well, he was a transition champion, and like he's got a he's had a solid run." So yeah. And honestly, I think if if his his title reign is too long, it would almost damage his character a little bit too much, right? Because the type of babyface that he is, he's not a super dominant babyface. He's, he's a, a lovable, chaser. Yeah, he's a lovable chaser, a little bit of an underdog. Like, not a complete underdog, but definitely a bit of an underdog. Yeah. Well, because he's a smaller guy, right? Overall, yeah. But I feel like within Ring of Honor, he's not terribly small, right? No. I guess I'm thinking of because um, building it. Oh, I'm sorry. We actually skipped a match. But, yeah, I'm thinking of his feud with Silas Young, that he was definitely the smaller guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. that's true. Which that was the match you skipped, right? Silas yeah, <laughs> Kenny King versus Silas Young for the it's a last man standing match for the ROH TV title. Ooh, so wait, did you have any more about uh, Castle versus Skrull? Oh, I think Skrull takes it as well. Okay, yep, Skrull, Skrull. Uh, so, what are your thoughts on King versus Silas? I would like to see Silas just run with a title. Yeah, he's been that consistent mid card heel that he's kind of been the gatekeeper, right? So you had, like, Dalton feud with him. Dalton goes to the next level. You've had uh, Jay Lethal feud with him. Jay went up to the next level. So I kind of want to see Silas take the title from him because I don't see Kenny as a top guy. Um, So I just want to see Silas kind of get what I think he deserves, which is uh, a nice title run with the TV title. Because I can't see Silas running with the heavyweight championship. So... Mm -hmm. Um, I think a nice run with the TV championship would he would be great at it. Well, he might, but I'm going to disagree with you, and I'm going to say that Kenny King wins this match. No, and I, I say that, <laughs> and I say that part of him becoming a made man is through defeating Silas Young at this match. You and think that? I think this is part of him establishing himself and getting to the next level as a performer, and then Silas Young can go off now with his newly formed tag team with the uh, Beer City Bruiser and uh, whatever the fuck his other name is. Yeah, I forget the other guy's name. And maybe they can go challenge the Young Bucks and uh, Flip Gordon there for those six-man tag titles. Yeah. I just want to see him with the title, so I don't Mm -hmm. care, even if he gets the the tag team titles. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, All right, yeah, so we disagree on that one, so that'll be another deciding one. Uh, and then we have our main event, Cody, I'm sorry, Cody, don't call me Rhodes versus <laughs> Kenny Omega. Now, is this listed or do we know, is this officially part of the stipulation? Is the Bullet Club leadership on the line? Uh, as far as I can tell, it's just a straight up singles match. All right, because I, I would like to put a caveat answer, but if I can't, then I guess I'll just go with this. Because if I can have a caveat answer, if the Bullet Club leadership is on the line, then I feel like Cody wins this. Uh, so, let's uh, check. Here, I'm going to do some research as we talk. Yeah. But, then in the, if, but if it's specifically not, then I could definitely see Omega winning. But then if I can't have a caveated answer, then I feel like I might hedge my bet on Rhodes. Because I feel like even if it's not completely official, like that's kind of the underlying implication is that this is 
the match for the leadership of Bullet Club. Because this is the singles match between these two guys, but... I don't know, it's hard to tell, though, because it's like, how how long do you... Because it's like, is this the end for now, or are they going to keep going with this feud? Like, how long are they going to keep going? Because, like, the end has got to be on some level that, like, Kenny wins over Cody. Yeah, even uh, even ROH's website is just saying it's a singles match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Cody. I think this feud is not over, and I think that Cody wins. Officially takes over the Bullet Club, brings in the new logo. Which uh, have you seen the new logo, by the way? No. Or at least if this was the same one it's going to be, there was a tease on it on the on their online show on Being the Elite. And it's like kind of like Cody's face, like that sort of like the blonde hair uh, on like the Bullet Club logo. It's like covering up part of it. And then he's got like two cigars like coming out of his like skull face that are like the blue and red sort of American themed. Uh, the American Nightmare mm-hmm. theme. Yep. Like it looks pretty sick actually. Yeah, uh, so I think Cody takes it as well. Ooh, you agree? You think Cody overcomes Omega? Yeah. Because I think Omega's kind of had his time on top, right? So I kind of want to see Cody win this one and him have his, like, run, so to speak. Well, yeah, exactly. As far as, like, becoming the one leading Bullet Club? Yeah. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. And in terms of, like winning matches and things like mm-hmm. that right like well because i definitely feel like this is not the end like i feel like if cody becomes the leader of bullet club then that just means that that's the next step in this feud because right now they've been kind of doing this like teasing inter in between like is kenny still part of the bullet club or is he not and then this is like the full split so that then it can be the golden lovers versus the bullet club at least in my book like that's how i think yeah. they're going because the next step right now for Kenny, right, is establishing him and Ibushi, uh, the Golden Lovers, as the greatest tag team. And they to do that, he's going to have to beat off. Just beat off. <laughs> he's going to have to be able to beat uh, you know, the, the Bullet Club. He's going to be able to beat the Young Bucks, which they already did. He's going to have to be able to beat the Suzuki Goon guys, the Killer Elite Squad, the you know, Los Ungobernables, like everybody. But I think it would start with them having to finish off Bullet Club on some level. Yeah, I agree. But I guess they've got a lot of different options for where they could go with it, so I don't know. But that's just my feeling on it. All right. One card down, two to one go. One card down. So, yeah, just to recap that card, we only differed on two matches. It was the, <laughs> the six man <laughs> tag match. Uh, yeah. where I picked and Bucks and Flip Gordon, you picked TV SoCal, too. and then the TV title match where I picked King and you picked Silas. Again, <laughs> not the main events. The nope. undercard is always on the side. <laughs> Alright, on to NXT then. Let's let's see how All we right. differ on that one. We have an unsanctioned match between mm. Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. With, this is probably the most stipulation, biggest stipulation, if you want to say, of the entire weekend. Uh, if, Gungaro, if Gargano wins, he will be reinstated into NXT. If Champa wins, Gargano will be banned from NXT forever. 
Hmm. I feel like they've got way too many things going on in the main roster, and Gargano would just get lost. So Gargano wins this match, comes back to NXT. That's my yeah. thing. That's my thought. I I think they've considered this feud is going on for so long in terms of the initial check, the injuries, that kind of stuff. So I think this is the end, so to speak. I mean, they may have one more, so to speak, grudge match, but I see this as Gargano winning, big baby face reaction, yay, and mm-hmm. Gargano gets his job back. You know what? Yeah, exactly. I think Gargano gets his job back. He gets his triumphant return. Let Champa go away for maybe like a couple more weeks. Just get all of his healing done that he needs to do for his injury. Then either he can come back in NXT or come up on the main roster whenever they need him to. Like, mm. yeah, do something like that. Because honestly, like if he's just gonna putz around in NXT, like I don't know what he's gonna do right now. Yeah. So like Gargano, because the other thing with Gargano is if after vanquishing Champa here, have him go right back after Almas. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, I want to see him, fi- like, let's see if he can finally beat that dude and become the NXT champion. Oh, that would be so great. Yeah, I mean, of course, there's going to be some other guys in his way, I'm sure, but... Uh, well, actually, you know what, shit? I guess uh, I'm wondering if Almas will be champion. That's another yes. question. That That is... Save that for the main event. Yep. Uh, next up, we have a ladder match for the inaugural NXT... So wait, wait, did, NXT... you, pick, did you pick Gargano, too? Oh, yeah. Okay. Remember my big, my big baby face. Yay. Oh, well, you being excited for him winning doesn't mean you're picking him. Uh, that's that's true. You could be like, those cynical bastards are going to have Champa get rid of him. <laughs> uh, oh, I was going to say that. So you're saying how have Champa go away for a little bit. That's mm-hmm. so easy to do with NXT, too. Having only an hour of television each week, mm-hmm. um, you, can, you don't have to show guys every week. So you can kind of hold them off for a while. Right. Uh, that's another reason ROH is so good. Hour every week, you don't have to have everybody on every show. So, mm-hmm. uh, so then we have the ladder match for the inaugural NXT North American Championship. We have Adam Cole versus EC3 versus Killian Dane versus Lars Sullivan <laughs> versus Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. <gasps> Damn, that is a exciting match. I think the one percent stays on top and takes this brand new championship ec3 takes it hmm you know i would agree with you except that i don't because (laughs) i you know what and i think it's actually for a very silly pride reason i don't think that they want in the record books someone's name that was like founded in tna you know, because like EC3, even though it's just they're just doing the abbreviation, it's still like yeah. Ethan Carter. So I think uh-huh. almost for that reason, if nothing else, it's going to be Ricochet. Because it's definitely one of those two new debuting guys. Because it's not Adam Cole. Uh, it's not going to be Killian Dane. And it's not going to be Velveteen Dream. But, yeah. like, maybe it would be Lars Sullivan. Because the thing about Lars Sullivan is if you give it to him, then... It would be something to keep him busy and keep him away from the NXT title, Mm. which could be an important move. But at the same time, like, there are other ways to get around it. Couldn't the same argument be made for Cole? Well, Cole's going to be stuck in the tag team now because Fish is injured. That's true. So there's that with him, at least. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's hard because EC3 is definitely going to need something to do. But I feel like they're going to be shooting him right up to the NXT title picture. I mean, he could have any of these combination of guys go for the North American title for a while, right? That's true. Because then, yeah, these guys could then also be the challengers for the title. You're right. Yeah. And then, I don't know, just, I feel like it's going to be, I don't know, my, my gut says Ricochet because I just, I'm wondering how they're going to treat this title because that's a, a really big important point, right? Is if, is it going to be more like the UK title where it gets defended and is it on shows outside of NXT or is it purely a new NXT mid-card belt? I believe this is purely an NXT mid-card belt. So I think it's going to be prominent on NXT. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have, I think, tr- like... No matter how much criticism we may give Triple H, he has been very good with NXT of making championships mean something. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, granted, we haven't seen a secondary title on NXT yet, right? This is the first one. Well, the the UK title from time to time was defended on it. Yeah, but I don't think that was considered an NXT title, right? Right. That was, we're going to start a UK promotion. Oh, wait, we can't. Shit, (laughs) let's just have them appear on NXT from time to time. Mm Mm-hmm. This is going to be born and bred NXT title. So I think, I have hope at least that I think this is going to mean something. And I think this is going to be like the, what the intercontinental title used to be. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see a lot of guys come in and I think you're going to see them go for the North American first to prove themselves. And then they can go up to NXT championship. True. I could see that. I could totally see that. And I, and I feel like definitely EC3 would be a good choice too. But I don't know. Because I also see this, maybe this being a distinction that like this is going to be almost more of like the work rate belt. Yes. And then the NXT title is more of like the character belt. Uh-huh. So I feel like I just e- keep EC3 thinking. EC3 is a little more of a character then. Yeah, because like when EC3 came out and the way that he went after Regal right away, I feel like they have bigger plans for him than this title right now. <laughs> I mean, hell, he could even go into a feud with Regal, right? <clears throat> Well, not a physical feud, yeah, but yeah. like a yeah, you know what? Because they've they've done that a couple different times to pretty good success for these big heels. So yeah, maybe EC3 mm-hmm. will be the next heel to kind of feud with Regal. Mm-hmm. Mm. I mean, and they've got. I think we're gonna see a couple more debuts in in NXT after uh, this takeover. You've got Dynavin Dijak waiting in the mm-hmm. uh, wings. Uh, You've got a couple other guys that are just sitting there at the performance center and haven't appeared on NXT yet. So, mm-hmm. and actually, you no, know, I just thought of another idea here for EC3. You know who they could stick with him to even bolster his character a little bit? Who? What about Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss? Instead of just oh. having them just be there and be nobody, stick oh, them with Tino. EC3. Yes, Tino's a great one to put with him. It's like he's like a mini him. Yeah, they'd be like, it's like he's like, oh, like these are my frat brothers or whatever. Like exactly from my one percent like, club, <laughs> exactly because Tino always uh, he was always talking about on that Breaking Ground show, right? About like how he's not doing it for the money, right? Because he made so much money playing football and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, actually, no, Riddick, that would be a really good idea. They should put those guys together because then Riddick EC3 could, uh, could have guys to boss around. Oh yeah, and and he he's a great heel with that. The guys that have to kind of shield him, mm-hmm. like oh no, if you want to get to me, you got to beat. Tito first, like yeah, you got to beat Tino and Moss. Yeah, you got to beat these guys. Perfect. All right, what do we have next? Uh, we have the Undisputed Era, which is going to be most likely 
Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly, uh, as far as I can tell from all of my searches, versus the Authors of Pain, uh, Ackerman and Razor, and mm. versus Roderick Strong and Pete Dunne. Hmm. I feel for like the this... NXT. Ta- I'm sorry. I forgot to say this is for the NXT Tag Team Championship and the Dusty Rhodes Team Classic Trophy. Ah, yes, for both. Oh, that's so fucking weird. Then. So I think we can do process of elimination here. I think Authors of Pain do not win this. I, I s- think. Hmm. I don't think so. I. You know what? I didn't think so either. Except for then, you reminded me that this is for the trophy too. I think Authors of Pain go up to the main roster because you have War Machine waiting to debut in NXT. Mm-hmm. And so I think you can kind of have Authors of Pain go up. There's definitely spots open in the tag team divisions on either show for those guys. And then you can have uh, War Machine come in and take their place in NXT. Mm-hmm. Totally. Would, although, wouldn't wouldn't it be even more impressive taking their spot if that spot was that they were yet again the tag team champions that they had won the tag or the Dusty Rhodes Classic twice in a Ooh. row? Because I'm trying to remember last time they won the classic and then they won the titles, or did they win the titles as they won the classic? I think it was classic and then the titles, right? I think it was classic and then titles. I think they de- yeah. they debuted for the classic, right? I believe you're right. Yeah, actually, you know what? Because I was I was so initially going into this match thinking Undisputed Era would win it and just keep mm-hmm. the titles, but now that I think a lot a little more, especially with like Bobby Fish being injured, so they can like really write that in as like part of the reason they're out. I think maybe authors of pain win this, and I think they they probably have a really you're, short title range. You're turning maybe... me you're you're turning me on this too because you're right. I think then you have Adam go more singles with Kyle Kyle as his like manager type role, right? Mm-hmm. The guys that just like accompanies him. Um, I definitely don't think you have Roderick and Pete win this. No. Um, if it was just the tag team championship, maybe, but the fact that it's for these two big tag team things. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you have t- guys that were just thrown together do that. So I think you're right. I think Authors of Pain win this. Yeah, because that, that would and actually... then you have mm-hmm. you have the most. We are the most dominant tag team ever in NXT. We won the Dusty Classic twice. We have the championship for a, is it a second or third time? One of those two. I, I'm trying to remember two. I think it's uh, second. I'll, I'll try to look that up. Um, and then you have War Machine debut. And be like, well, you've never faced us. Yep. It writes itself. So you're, you're AOP as well? Yes. Yeah, I did not think that I was going to go with that initially going into this match. But, yeah, I think it's going to be AOP. You talked me into that one. Because, yeah, that's, that's almost too, that's too good of an idea not to do right now, isn't it? Because it's like you have yes. that and then War Machine's debut is like, holy shit. And then they're the guys that take down the Authors of Pain. Like and really take them down, not like, uh, you know, undisputed era who stole the tag team titles away from them in a giant war games match that had sanity also in it. <laughs> but like, just actually beat them at their own game of being big hosses. Yep, got to do it. All right, then is that just the the uh, main event? Yeah. Oh, here we go. Sorry. I'm trying to look up NXT Tag Team Championship history. Hmm. 
Uh, author of the pain. Yeah, I think they were only the because they had the titles until they lost them to Sanity, and then Sanity lost them to Undisputed Era in the War Games match. Yes, Authors of Pain have only had it once, so this okay. would be their second title reign. There you go. So, yep, second time champions, two time Dusty Classic winners, most dominant NXT tag team in all of NXT history. Bam, Authors and of I Pain. And I think they would be the first ones to hold it twice. The tag titles? Yeah. I feel like. No, I think somebody else did. It did the, oh, it was the Revival. I think the Revival were the first two-time champions. Okay. WWE just has this really weird setup for the history that I can't understand. So, hmm. Okay. This is why Wikipedia is always better, right? <laughs> Well, they they don't have they usually have a page of just the history, uh-huh. and they they don't. Oh, fucking bad. Or at least I'm not seeing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, but uh, you know, yeah. I... So then we have the uh, women's championship match: uh, Ember Moon versus Shayna Baszler. I think Shayna takes it here. I am in agreement. I think Baszler finally uh, gets the title here, just snaps Moon's arm. Yeah, I think Moon's had a good run. Mm-hmm. I think this is the passing of the torch to Shayna now. Moon can stick around for a bit and then probably end up on the main roster soon. Yeah, exactly. I think she's just got a little bit of wrapping up to do with this feud and then send her up to the main roster probably sometime in the summer, maybe yeah. a little bit afterwards. But, but uh, yeah, this Baylor. is def- This has to be Shayna has to win it here. I think. Yeah, I think if if Shayna doesn't win it here, then that's really gonna hurt her. Yeah. Because like it was fine for her to not win the first time with the storyline being the Ember Moon just barely escaped like alive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that was good, but then yeah, now it's got to be times up. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then we have our main event, which is the singles match for the NXT Championship, Andrade Sam Almas versus Aleister Black. Whew. This this is a really hard fucking one to pick. This is really hard. I want to say Almas retains purely for the, the return to him versus Gargano. I would, too. Except I feel like you could, I don't know, it's like it would be really great to see Gargano get that spot to get back up to Almas and get that title win. But then I think you could almost still get that really good feel with him, like, say, for example, beating Almas in like a number one contendership to then be the one to face Aleister Black. Like, say, in the build up to become champion again like that, he ends up having to face Almas and it's like, oh, well, you've never been able to beat me. And I'm going to go back and claim what's mine. But then, whoop, Gargano beats him. And it's like, oh, my God, he beat the guy he could never beat. And the guy who, like, basically made him leave NXT. Holy shit. <laughs> He's going on to face Aleister Black, the undefeated <laughs> Aleister Black. As if JR just comes back to NXT for some reason. <laughs> the boy's dream has come true. Johnny Gargano's been watching NXT since he was a boy. 
<laughs> a young boy of like 25 or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, any, all kidding aside, though, it, I feel like it's going to be Aleister Black because the only other reason for be holding off that specific almost match against Gargano or just to in general reward almost for just having done so well because he has really fucking stepped it up as champion. That's true. Like, I almost want to give it to him just for that, but Black has done so fucking well, too. And... Because mm, then I, you could totally see, like, almost just cheating, though, right? Like, that's the other way this could go down. It's like, Black has him beat, and then almost just like, boop, I hit you with a chair, whatever, I get disqualified, fuck you. <laughs> fuck. This is so hard. I don't know. Where are you at? I think almost retains. I think Alistair Black needs just a little bit more before he holds the title. <sighs> I don't know. Because if, if he loses here, then it would have to be like setting up a hardcore rematch or something because he would have to cheat. Because like, there's no way that Black wit loses legitimately. He can't, well, he yeah. can't lose clean Almas is, Almas is going to do something heelish. So then does that mean we have another... Do we do that, or do we have Black win, and then almost just gets more vicious afterwards, and then we have the rematch? Because like with NXT, they they cycle through the feuds a lot faster, I feel like, sometimes. Yeah, that's know. true. You know what? I'm, 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 uh, I'm going to go Black. <laughs> You're not going to come back. Nope. I ain't never going back. Aleister Black. All I, right. I believe in you. I think he's going to take I think it. this is one of the first times we, we disagree in a main event. Yeah, this is a big deal. Man, all right, all right, so, yeah, for, so even for NXT, it, it comes down to it was the North American ladder match and the main event are yeah. the only two that we disagree what? on. Well, I mean, they're all pretty much title matches except for Gargano versus Champa, so. Yep, but that's for the title of our souls. Yeah. <laughs> all right. On to now, WrestleMania. As we go into this. These 13 matches. Jesus Christ. All right, let's let's breeze through this uh, pre-show because we've got... Um, now, this is, as of right now, on the pre-show, we have the two Battle Royals and Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali for the Cruiserweight Championship. So, who do you think takes it in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal? So far, the announced participants we have are Dash Wilder, Scott Dawson, Baron Corbin, Mojo Rawley, Ty Dillinger, Matt Hardy, Dolph Ziggler, Fandango, Tyler Breeze, Goldust, Heath Slater, Rhino, Zack Ryder, and Primo Cologne. Who I totally fucking forgot that he was still with the company. I thought, didn't he and Epico leave? I thought so, but it turns out they didn't. Epico was just injured. Huh. Well, <laughs> alright. I guess those guys still work at WWE. Good job. <laughs> Primo, he's winning it. <laughs> hmm. I don't. Hmm. This is such a fucking like just crapshoot. But um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with. So I I'll have to send it to you at some point or show you. But I've been coming up with this like in my brain. This is my fantasy scenario, and I'm just gonna go ahead and pick it. It's Chad Gable, but it's a very specific final elimination for Chad Gable to win it. Okay. So you have in the Hall of Fame uh, ceremony where everybody's coming up and doing their speeches and stuff like that. Mark Henry fools us all one more time with one last <laughs> fake retirement 
and shows up in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And the final two are Mark Henry and Chad Gable. And Chad Gable somehow gets Mark Henry <laughs> over the top rope <laughs> to win the match. Uh, so Mark Henry may be fake retiring, but did you hear he is not retiring? Mm. Who just renewed their contract? Who's that? Well, it's the big slow. Uh oh. You think you're giving a? Are you choosing big slow? I think big slow might come out for this and win it. Hmm. Well, he is uh, always been touted as the next Andre. Yeah, and he's won it before. I'm pretty sure. So. Yes, you're right. He did win it because it's who has it been? It's been Cesaro. It's been Big Show, Baron Corbin, and Mojo Raleigh. Yes. Yeah. Did you see Zack Ryder's tweet about Mojo? No. Mojo's like, I'm going to win it. And Zack replied back, is Gronkowski going to be in the front row again? (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's good. All right. Yes. I'm going big slow. You got, I got Gable, you got Big Slow. All right, yeah. that's that's a point of difference. We'll, we'll see how that one goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, women's Battle Royal. We've got our announced entrance so far. Mm-hmm. Sasha, Becky, Liv Morgan, Naomi, Natalia, Ruby Riot, Sarah <laughs> Logan, <laughs> Bailey, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Mickey James, and Carmella. Hmm. Wait, were were either of the Bellas on that list? No. No? All right, then. Now, this is only announced, right? So, like, mm-hmm. there's only 13 announced for the women and only 14 announced for the men. Obviously, we can have a lot more. True, true. Although, I feel like they, they're they probably going to give this to somebody fairly notable, though, because it's the first one, so they're going to want to try and give it to somebody who they know. I feel like, I feel like they might give it to Sasha. I think I'm going to go with Sasha. We're going to differ again. I think it goes to Becky. Ooh, you think they're giving it to Becky? Because here's what I think happens with Sasha. I Mm. think Sasha and Bailey eliminate each other somehow to continue their food. Feud. Their food? food. That's that's a good point. You know, actually, yeah, you know, I I see that too clear as day now that you just painted it like that. (laughs) Yeah. I'm going to switch. I'm I'm joining your side. I think it's actually Becky. That makes too much sense. Let the other horsewoman. Becky is like. Becky's that, like, yeah, that next level woman compared to all these other ones mm-hmm. that can be the first one. You can be proud that she was the first one to win it. And I think she could ride the momentum. I think she's always, she's kind of been in that back seat for a while now on SmackDown. Totally. So I think if you either switch her over to mm-hmm. Raw or keep her on SmackDown, I think this could elevate her to the. You don't yet totally keep her on SmackDown because then this could be part of what shows her as the next champion or the next uh, challenger for Asuka. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Charlotte could have the program exactly. with Asuka, lose a title. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Asuka's taking that title, baby. <laughs> and then Becky Lynch could be the next one to step and be like, well, you know what? We've never fought, I don't think. I don't think so either. I don't think they had a match. Anyway. Uh, so, right. moving so on to, to the Cruiserweight title. Uh, yeah, Cedric Alexander versus Mustafa Ali. I think Ali takes this one. I do, too. Um, and I think... It's because, so, like, in my head, Cedric Alexander, I feel like, has to turn heel out of this. Especially because, uh, did you see that promo that Mustafa Ali did where he, like, explained the difference between him and Alexander? 
Yeah, it was was he something he like shot on his own or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was one of those ones where he's wearing the dark hood and he's like out in the dark somewhere and being mysterious. <laughs> and he was talking about how it was like, yeah, basically he was saying that it's like, uh, in, in layman's terms, uh, Cedric Alexander is the heel in this story because Cedric Alexander believes that he already should be the champion. Mm-hmm. And I'm the babyface because I don't and I work hard. Mm. And I won't give up. No matter how much you stomp on my heart, apparently. <laughs> um. Oh, yeah. Was it, wasn't he talking about like, the soul, too? Like, you can stomp out the heart, but the soul lives on? He kept saying this shit about how, like, yeah, when you die, the soul leaves the body, but the heart stays. And I was like, but you're dead. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> who fucking cares when you're dead, man? Like, I'd rather be with the soul where, like, I'm doing some shit instead of just in my rotting corpse. <laughs> I don't uh, know, yes. It, the promo got kind of janky at the end. <laughs> but I think you're right. I think Ali represents that new blood of what's been happening in the Cruiserweight division. Cedric's kind of one of the old guard. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I don't think he can ever never win the championship again or anything like that, but I think it's Ali's turn this time, and I think he could be a nice fresh face for the this revived Cruiserweight division. And and I think Ali winning would actually serve Cedric Alexander's heel turn because it would yes. give the real impetus because at this point he believes he's going to win. And then when he finally doesn't win, then he kind of would snap and be like, what the fuck? I didn't win. Because mm-hmm. in my head, I think the best way you would do this is, yeah, Ali's going to win this match. But right afterwards, because maybe he just rolls by a, even a roll up or something. And then Alexander snaps on him then and there, gets a chair. Uh-oh. Beats I Ali's ass yeah, down, I'll... like, snaps his leg, tries to injure him there, and then, like, beats him down so bloody, and then just, like, holds up the cruiserweight title over the bloodied Ali. Like, that's what I want to see. And I think that's how we go into the main card. hmm Which, uh, so, the order of things is also going to be really weird. Uh, <laughs> so, Wikipedia has that Dan O'Brien and Shane McMahon versus Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn starts it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Owens and Zayn win, they were they will be rehired to SmackDown. Yeah, I feel like with the wording, because WWE is always big about their wording. Like this is the match for Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn to lose. Daniel Bryan's gonna win the debut return. Mm-hmm. There's that would be stupid as fuck if they didn't. <laughs> Shane gets one big spot in. Yep, he'll jump off of something. <laughs> Yeah, apparently you can recover from diverticulitis just really fast now. Well, you do it by diving off of things, Joe. Okay. Yeah, and you diverticulitis. You, just, you divert the diverticulitis by diving. <laughs> but I just love how he comes out like dancing on SmackDown. I was like, I don't know if I believe that you had diverticulitis. Like, <laughs> well, what they're not telling you, Joe, is because he's he's part of the real top one percent so he can get like <laughs> mutant genetics like pumped into himself and get like self-healing capabilities he's like oh whatever i had diverticulitis but now i'm fine stem cells yeah stem cells motherfucker <laughs> uh next up we have a mixed tag match uh oh so i i totally agree daniel bryan and Shane win this one mm-hmm. yep uh kurt angle and ronda rousey versus triple h and stephanie mcmahon uh yeah 
Rousey. I think Angle Rousey. Yeah, and this, I just don't. I'm trying to visualize in my head how it turns out in the end, though. Oh, I think I've got the perfect visual for you. Okay, you have Kurt Angle with Triple H in the ankle lock, either outside the ring or like at another part of the ring. He's trying to reach for Stephanie to try and help her. But Stephanie grabs the armbar. Yep, the armbar gets her to tap, preserving the right hand so she can write her checks. (laughs) That was uh, was a really good line by Rousey. I really like that one. It wasn't the greatest delivery because she kind of lost it in the middle, but it was a good line. (laughs) Um, I'm just seeing how Angle, uh, because I think this is the end of uh, him as a GM. Yeah, um, but I definitely think this actually starts out with like so Angle and Rousey win, and they stay around for a while, and then you have Triple H and Stephanie McMahon do their they go away for a while usually right after WrestleMania, mm-hmm. um, so maybe when they come back is when Angle's removed or something like that. So we'll see. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that makes sense. Like they come back a little bit later, they fire Angle immediately. Then Stephanie's gonna start trying to replicate the McMahon and Stone Cold feud with her and Rousey, try to like. Mm-hmm fuck her over and be like, you screwed me over WrestleMania, you made me tap, I'm gonna make you lose your title. Yeah, maybe that'll be it. They'll come back right after Rousey wins the title or something. <laughs> Rousey all of a sudden is like, smashing beer cans together and drinking them. It's like, oh, <laughs> this seems familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Rousey416 says I just whipped her <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Oh my gosh. Uh, Alright, what do we got next? Uh, the Usos versus the New Day uh, versus the Bludgeon Brothers for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Hmm. I'm I'm going Bludgeon Brothers. I'm gonna have to agree with you. I think yeah. Usos have had a great run. Mm-hmm. I think New Day's already had some of their runs. I think those two tag teams are gonna get like switched around probably whenever they do the Superstar Shakeup. So I think you have the Bludgeon Brothers take this and go on a dominant run for a little bit. Absolutely. And like, there, and there's a good way to tell this story in the ring, too, of like, I think you'd have them come in for a little while. The Usos and the New Day are working together to kind of take down the Bludgeon Brothers, but then it's down to them. And their competitive spirit, of course, takes over and they're having a hell of a match. But then after kicking the shit out of each other, the Bludgeon Brothers eventually come back, clean up the scraps, pin whoever's left. And then, yeah, like you said, they start their reign of dominance over on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then we have the Raw Tag Team Championship match, which is Cesaro and Sheamus coming in as the champions versus Braun Strowman and either Brain Strowman or <laughs> James Ellsworth or uh, Big Cass has been talked about. Mm-hmm. Big Show could come back here. So we have a lot of options going into this one. A lot of options going into this one. But I feel like regardless of whoever his partner is, this is Braun Strowman's match to win. Definitely. Uh, and it's definitely just like the opportunity for him to, you know, just essentially destroy everything. I think it would be a lot better if they give him a partner like either Elias or James Ellsworth, like essentially a third person that he can destroy in this match. Because that's really what, like, that's the selling point of this match. It's not even really about the tag titles. It's about Braun Strowman killing things. So uh, and I think the draw, too, is, like, who is the tag team partner, right? Just that surprise. 
Mm-hmm. That's true. There's a little bit of that. But yeah, then I think it'd be really fun to have it just be somebody else that he can also just like kill. Mm-hmm. And then just like throw on top of the bars, like on top of Cesaro and Sheamus at the end of the match to use as a, like a pin. I think it's James Ellsworth then. Because uh, Elias, I don't think you want to see him like thrown around like that. Um, and I think his spot at WrestleMania is him just doing like some kind of performance mm-hmm. and being interrupted by either say like Stone Cold or The Rock that have been rumored that are going to be there. So, ooh, you know what? Because we we feel like pretty confident that maybe Undertaker's going to come out during like the Kid Rock thing. Maybe <laughs> at, maybe at first you have Elias come out and try to interrupt Kid Rock. And then he's yeah. trying to do some shit with him. And then all of a sudden you just hear Undertaker brrr, like come out and then like run over Elias on the way down to the ring or something. Like <laughs> just kick his ass. Um, so I definitely think Braun comes out with I, I think it's James Ellsworth. I do too. That's that's far and away the best move, right? Like if I'm gonna be so disappointed if it's not. Like Yeah. Uh but I but I did enjoy the brain showman. Uh, character this week. Yeah, that was fucking hilarious. I love Brain Strowman. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And up next, we have Charlotte Flair defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against the undefeated Asuka. And she's going to stay that way, buddy. Definitely. I don't think there's any chance of Charlotte beating her right now. Um, So I think Asuka takes this one. Yeah, and this is... This is kind of very similar we talked about with like the impetus for a heel turn. I think this would be like the impetus for let, let's get let's get heel Charlotte back. Yeah. And this would be the way to do it, right? Because she can beat everybody except Asuka. The mm-hmm. one woman she can't beat. <laughs> and so she's just gonna start getting more and more desperate, more and more angry. And I think this would be another reason too, like I mentioned before, keep Becky on SmackDown, because Becky's the one person who really grounds Charlotte as supposed to being a face. So then she starts to warp and become a heel. Becky can be the one like, uh, like, hey, what's going on, Charlotte? The, like the moral, the moral compass, so to speak. It's like, like it's like, hey, we all lose sometimes. It's all right. Like, and then she kills Becky. Yeah, it's like, aren't you gonna feel happy for me? I'm gonna try and fight Oscar now. And she's like, no, fuck you, Becky. <laughs> Until I win, I'm never happy. <laughs> So we're agreed on that one. Yeah. Okay, so then we have Alexa Bliss defending the Raw Women's Championship against Nia Jax. This match needs to be a squash. Nia destroying Alexa? Oh, yeah. Like, just right. straight up. Just pick her up, flatten the bitch, pin her. Like, if the match is longer than the entrances, I think they did it wrong. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I think Alexa's had a good run. I think mm-hmm. it's her time to give up the championship, and I think it's Nia's chance to take it now. Yeah, honestly, it would really kind of fuck over both characters if they didn't have that happen now, because, like, Jax needs the win, because otherwise she looks really pathetic. And with Bliss, it's like, you know what? I have a certain philosophy, and I'm going to... I don't know if I've ever put it this to you this way, but when you're booking characters with faces you're booking towards a big win... And with heels, you're booking towards a big loss. Yes. With Alexa Bliss, every single time that she was a piece of shit and stole the win from everybody else, it's to build up to the time that she loses to like a big upcoming babyface. And that's mm-hmm. what this match is. This is the match for her to lose. And her losing this match actually does more for her character than all those other wins did. 
right? I, yeah, never thought about it that way. Because it, it's like it's like the reason that she was such a piece of shit all those other times is because she was trying to run away from somebody like Nia Jax, and like Nia Jax's fate that's inevitably coming now, just crushing her into the ground. <laughs> like she's getting her comeuppance finally. Yeah, that's one way to put it. Yep. So, this has got to be one way. If, like, fine, if it doesn't have to be a squash match, but it really should be. Yeah, I mean, as close as you can get to a squash match, right? Yeah, especially because, like, I think it'd be really genius coming out of this. Then Alexa Bliss could be like, look, I have 0% chance of beating Nia Jax. So, her plan is not to get a one-on-one rematch, but get Mickey James in there. And then their plan is to try and lay down for each other. And then Nia Jax is trying to, like, Mm. prevent them from lying down for each other and just has to kill both bitches. (laughs) A whole new challenge. That'll work. like, a legitimate booking challenge for, like, oh, I'm bigger, but I'm slower. Like, and I have to manage both of these people. (laughs) So, that'd be fun. That's That's where I'd go with it. Yeah. Uh, So, I'm definitely looking forward to that one. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then we have the United States Championship. Orton versus Rude versus Jinder Mahal versus Rusev. I think Rusev has to take this one. I do too, dude. Uh, I completely agree. And I, I think, think he, I think he kind of will. Like, remember we've we've been talking a little bit about how this is like the redemption storyline for Rusev. Like mm-hmm. they did mention that a little bit this week on SmackDown. I think it was in one of their backstage segments. Mm-hmm. But yeah, because like none of these, like none of these other guys would really get that much from it. I mean, Orton hasn't done much with the title. He's just kind of held it. <laughs> Like, physically? <laughs> when even uh, him holding it, I thought it was really just a way for him to extend his feud with Bobby Roode. Yeah. And then him and Bobby have just been, like, cool with each other. <laughs> so maybe something happens with this match where they can continue their feud with, like, maybe Bobby going more heel. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Rusev wins it. Yeah, I feel like that would be the way to do it, right? Is that, like, Orton and Roode kind of, like, cost each other the match. Mm-hmm. Sort of thing, like they get caught up in their own thing, and then Jinder's the guy that can f- take the fall. Rusev gets the big, the big pinfall, and yep. wins his match. Like outside of Daniel Bryan getting the win, I think if if you give Rusev the big win here, this could be the biggest pop of the night. Outside of Daniel Bryan, I think that's true. Like Rusev is over as fuck right now. Rusev Day is definitely over. Rusev Day is so over. <laughs> so yeah, we're in agreement, Rusev here. Yeah. All right. Uh, Then we have the triple threat for the Intercontinental Championship. Miz versus Rollins versus Balor. Mm Mm-hmm. I think Miz loses it. Mm. Because I think Miz might take some time off for a bit because Maurice just had the baby. Mm -hmm. So I think maybe... Balor wins this? Yeah, it's, it, there's, it's really tough because there's a couple different big things feeding into this, right? Because like, he just had the kid, so he'd want to take some time off so it makes you think he'd lose. But then he's like really close to getting longest inter, longest ever Intercontinental Champion, I think. But it's not single reign, right? Is it? He's the longest overall reigning Intercontinental Champion. He's is that the record cumulative. he's approaching? Like, yeah, cumulative, I think. 
Okay. So the, he's, he, he had mentioned uh, – it was one of the weeks recently on Raw. He was talking about how he's, like, getting really close to one of those records, I think, within a couple of weeks. So, like, basically, if he gets through WrestleMania, then essentially he'll get the record. Oh, he just has to get two WrestleMania. Oh, he only has to get two WrestleMania? Oh, I thought this is what you just said. No, I think he has to get through it. Like, just – Oh, okay. I'll, you know what? We have to do some research on that, but I think it would have to be the cumulative reign because the longest single reign was Honky Tonk Man, and that was like over a year, right? Yeah, I don't think anyone's coming close to that. Okay, yeah, so he's not coming close to that. So you know what? He could drop it here and then just pick it back up again later and still get to that record. So okay, yeah, Miz will drop the title because like they're so weird about their records. That was the one reason I was thinking like, wait, maybe Miz will keep it just because he'll break a record. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But yeah, drop the title so he can go be with his baby. And plus, like, he's had it long enough now. He doesn't need it. And I was thinking, uh, unless they're going to bring the Intercontinental title back to SmackDown, you know what would be a really genius storyline? Uh, is you have, like, if Daniel Bryan has any GM power left, like, right after SmackDown, if they have a draft, he should draft as, like, the first pick for the male superstars from Raw, like, pick Miz first, and then Miz would be like, oh, yeah, like, oh, my God, they finally recognizes me as being so great. I'm the number one pick. And then he gets over to smack that, and then Daniel Bryan's like, hey, Miz, didn't you wonder why you were the number one pick? And he's like, <laughs> oh, it's because I'm great, right? And he's like, no, it's because I want to kick your ass, you stupid ass. Like, <laughs> and then start off a feud there with Daniel Bryan kicking the shit out of Miz. Like, <laughs> I would love that. Um, but I, I'm going to agree that I think you give it to Balor. Because if the feud coming out of this is Balor and Rollins, so far the story has been that Balor's gotten the upper hand over Rollins, right? Like, because he's... Yeah. Because he won the Universal title match once upon a go. Or once upon a time. And I feel like this would be... That would be the story to continue, right? Is that, like, Rollins can't beat Balor. And then the title is the thing that's Uh. proving it. Like, Balor has the title and then... Either legitimately Rollins can't beat him, or maybe eventually Balor would have to rely on the club, or maybe he'd have to rely on becoming the demon. But yeah, I feel like there'd be a lot more mileage there. Especially because if you keep Rollins freed up, then he could go after Roman if he needed a challenger. So yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna agree with you. Balor wins this. Um Balor may not, according to the research I <gasps> just co- discovered. So the combined reigns, uh, Miz is in second place to Pedro Morales, who had in two title reigns with the Intercontinental title, mm-hmm. had held it for 619 days. The Miz is at 595. Mm-hmm. So he is deadly close to beating Pedro Morales. But this is for combined. Yes. So, yeah. So I think he may oh that's true because he could win it again and then Mm -hmm. Hmm. because i think he'll miz will definitely win the title again i think there's no doubt about that yeah so i'm sticking with balor are you switching it up i think miz may hang on to it Especially because here's here's another thing just to point out to you that I don't know if this will influence your decision or not. But uh-huh. up until this point, every single champion we have, yeah, every single champion both of us have predicted will lose their titles. 
Nobody's retaining so far. So I think Miz retains. Ooh, you think Miz breaks that streak? Yeah. Damn. All right. And actually, depending on your thought process, do you think Miz is the only one who's going to retain his title on the entire show? Possibly. <laughs> okay. So that's another one we differ on. Uh, let's see. How many? We I think we only have like what two or three matches left. Getting we pretty... have two matches left. Two. We have. Yeah, two announced matches, right? Because we haven't talked about Cena Taker. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that one's not listed because it hasn't been announced. Okay, so let's just do that one now, then. Cena versus Taker. Mm -hmm. I think Taker wins, right? What? He's already lost. He's already lost twice at WrestleMania. Yeah, so why the fuck would he bother winning anymore? (laughs) But, like, it's not like Cena needs the win, either. Cena could use it because let me let me think about this because my thought process is like who's going to be the first challenger for Reigns after he wins the title and I think it'd be a really good one to be Cena because Cena if he beats Taker then it could be like all right look me and you are the only two guys who have both beaten Taker at WrestleMania and have beaten Lesnar because mm. especially with Lesnar then I would assume kind of being out for a little while then Cena can come back and be like all right you know you're the champion. You know, I'm the top guy. I just did this to prove that I'm still on the same level as you. Because you were talking all that hot shit last time we fought, and then you beat me whenever they had that feud last year. Like, I feel like, let's let's finish Taker off. Let's retire him. Let him go home. Cena can just get a win. Then we can move along. Zippity-doo-dah day. <laughs> That's my pick. All right. You, you've convinced me. So you're going Cena, Cena too, or, you, or you'd say and take her if this match happens. Cena wins. Cena wins. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> so All right. up to the main events. Now we have our two main events. For the WWE Championship, we have AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Ooh, um, I definitely am going to go with Nakamura on this one. Me too. I feel like it's too too palpable not to give him the title at this point. It, it seems like Styles has kind of had his run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? He's held it for a while. So I think it's time for him to give it up uh, in a face versus face match where you may get Styles maybe coming out heel out of this, uh, which I think would give his mm-hmm. character a nice little refresh. Yeah. I would like to see him, yeah, like maybe kind of slow burn into a heel. Yeah, it's like not not like what we're talking about with like Cedric Alexander, where he snatched no, no, immediately, no. but like, yeah, yeah, sort of the frustration mounting, like when he would lose a rematch that he can't beat Nakamura because Nakamura is so deep in his head with the mm-hmm. knee to the face, knee to the face. Yeah, I would love to like, especially if he after he wins a title, then he just nonchalantly goes over to Styles when he's just laying there and just says like knee to face one more time. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a dick move. <laughs> well, it's it's interesting, like especially with um this week with the interview, like Nakamura is admitting that he's being a bit of a dick. He says it's like, yeah, like I am playing games, but I take yeah. this game very seriously. Mm-hmm. And you talk about how like you know AJ Styles is emotional, and I'm gonna wait for him to make a mistake, and when he does, knee to face. <laughs> I like that they brought up that they've actually fought before. That's been a nice uh, mm-hmm. uh, touch to it, I guess. Yeah, definitely. 
it's really made this feel like that much more personal and uh and it's just it's just nice when they actually fucking acknowledge reality because it's like we all know that they fought before <laughs> instead of trying to treat like oh my god these guys have never fought before <laughs> it's like yeah we have google we, we know they fought before well, it's like that, and then like just the way that their audience is broken down too. Now it's like so much more of them are hardcore fans, or at least people who know about things that go on outside of WWE, right? Because even if they're not watching the shows, like from time to time they'll read about like other people or watch YouTube clips of people in other promotions. Like people know about other things, or if they hear about a big name's coming in, then they'll probably research it right then, like. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Cool. Look, it's like, oh wow, he fought AJ Styles. Oh wow. Uh, what? Shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. That you're just so excited that Shinsuke Nakamura is gonna win and become the first legitimate Japanese guy to ever be WWE champion. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Thanks. Because history, that is history in the making. Because uh, the only other guy that was supposed to be Japanese was Yokozuna, but he's actually like, what, uh, some sort of Pacific Islander? He wasn't Samoan, was he? No, he was not Samoan. But he also was not Japanese. <laughs> um, but I think other than that, that brings us to the main event, right? Yes, which is the most <clears throat> exciting match oh, on man. this card, right? <laughs> Are you sure Carmella can't cash in on this one? <laughs> Brock Lesnar defending the Universal Championship against Roman Reigns. Uh, uh, I don't think we're going to disagree on this one. Roman wins it, right? Yeah, Roman Reigns gets his uh, third forced coronation. Like, You know what? I, I do have more faith this time that because the rumor mill keeps churning that maybe they're going to put him and Heyman together. So, maybe they're finally doing it, Joe. Maybe. Maybe they're finally going to do it, Joe. Like, oh, just just think about this as a lasting image, as the last thing you see this year at WrestleMania. Roman Reigns has beaten the ever-living fuck out of Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is dead in the ring. He's standing there with the title. You see Paul Heyman just mortified. Fucking, like, oh my god. And then goes over just hesitantly and then raises up Roman Reigns' arm, standing over Brock Lesnar's corpse. That's what I want to see. I want to see the formation that Heyman is so scared that he's like, fuck this shit. I'm aligning with this guy now. Like, <laughs> No, I think, I mean, I don't think it's going to, I think that will happen, but not in the exact way you're talking. Mm. So I, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be. Because Brock is heading towards UFC, Heyman goes, I'm sticking with the guy that's sticking around here, right? So I'm going with Roman Reigns. He's the younger guy. I mean, he's he's kind of done that before, so. Mm -hmm. They could. They could. But we really need to... Uh, Roman Reigns needs to do something fucked up and nasty. Like, I think he needs to not just beat Lesnar, but then afterwards, like, he just goes and grabs a chair and just, like... Like, like just nothing is phasing him, and he's just beating the shit out of Lesnar. Like, I'm not just beating you, but you are never coming back, motherfucker. Like, I am killing you right here, right now. Ooh, you know what? 
Maybe the only thing that stops him is Heyman throws himself in the way. It's like, just stop! Stop killing Brock! <laughs> Something like that. Mm. Mm, I think Heyman turns on him, though. Oh, yeah, but then after that, like, still seeing the destruction and stuff like that, like, looking down at Lesnar being destroyed, then, yeah, then he turns and picks up Roman Reigns' arm. Like, it would be within a minute after that, like, him begging him to stop and then looking down at Lesnar being like, he's fucked. Like, (laughs) I'm going to save myself. I'm with you. (laughs) Ooh, yeah. Man, that would be so good. But you know what they're probably going to do? He's just going to beat him. He's just going to pick up the title and then just be like, yeah, I won. Why are you all yeah, booing? That's probably it. <laughs> Why are you all booing again? And then I heard a, the Rock go I heard out there it, and try to point at him and it still won't work. <laughs> point at the sign. Point at the sign. God damn it. Point at the sign. <laughs> uh, I, I heard an interesting idea uh, this week, which was to put this match earlier in the card in order to make Roman uh, not be booed as much. Mm. You know, if if they at least let you have Nakamura and Styles after this, then people will be happy about that, I think. You can send the, yeah. cro- you can send the crowd home happy. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you know what? I do have to think, what percentage of the crowd do you think would be happy if they saw that image at the end of, like, say you have Roman Reigns standing over, like, a dead Lesnar with like basically aligning with Paul Heyman like I actually think a lot of people might cheer because I think people would realize that that mean Roman Reigns is turning heel. And I think it would also they would see that with that result of how that happens with like Heyman turning and everything mm-hmm. Brock's leaving. Yep. I so think... we're okay with Roman mm-hmm. winning then. I you know what if if they do what I just what we were just talking about right now where he just goes uber heel and kills Brock and lines with Heyman I'm super okay with it but if they just yeah. do the same stupid shit that they've been trying to do over and over again where he just wins and is supposed to be this likable babyface like I mean it's gonna be the same shit it's been every time yeah he's gonna get booed like hey you know what whatever at least Dana Bryan's back so yeah. <laughs> Even if they That's fucking end the ruin, even if the end of the card is shit, the beginning will probably be good because I think they probably will open with Daniel Bryan. Yeah, let's end with that one. <laughs> yeah. So let me let me recap to go through our differences. Okay. Uh, we we have, uh, just the differences. Okay. Yep. Out of a total of 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 29, 29 predictions, 29 matches. Mm-hmm. We differed on five. <laughs> <laughs> it comes down to the six-man tag titles at Supercard of Honor, the TV title at Supercard of Honor, the North American ladder match, the NXT title match. Oh, wait, no, it's six total. Sorry. Uh, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal and the Intercontinental title match. And you said there's 29 total? Yep. So six out of 29 that we so differed on. 20 to 21% of the matches we differed on. Yeah, like six out of, yeah, six out of 29. Yeah, that'd be almost, yeah, almost a fifth. So, yeah, right about 20%. You're right. I don't even know why I bother trying checking your math. <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's insane. It all comes down to that. 
Everything and, else is meaningless. Uh, I will be winning the championship, so that's decided. Uh, so, huh? Oh yeah, that's uh, that's funny. Well, you know what? I think uh, the young bucks of Flip Gordon and Kenny King and Ricochet and Alistair Black and Chad Gable and Finn Balor are gonna have a few things to say about that, Joe. Hmm. <laughs> Keep telling yourself that. I'm going to tell them that. I'm going to tell them right now. It's like, guys, you have to win your matches. Like, <laughs> I really want to keep I'm, this belt. I'm in a competition right now, and I can't lose. <laughs> All right, so that's going to do it for us this week. I think Actually, we have there- oh. I have one last treat for you. Oh, so when I was watching Supercard, or not Supercard, uh, Soccer Genesis this yeah. last weekend, I was watching it. Uh, I didn't watch it live. I watched it the next morning. Uh, you, so, you weren't up at like 3 a.m. or whenever they yeah, air. Yeah, it was. I think it was on from like 3 to 8 a.m., something like ridiculous. <laughs> but I, yeah, I was watching it the next day. And uh, so I was watching it, and uh, eventually my wife wakes up because like she hears the wrestling going on and stuff like that. So she comes up and she comes in. And I was watching, it was in the middle of the Will Ospreay and Marty Skrull match. Nice and, match. Yep. And at one point, you know, the audience yells out like, chicken wing, because he's about to do the, you know, the, the chicken wing. Yeah, and my wife comes in. She just says, "Like, did they just say prostate chicken wing?" <laughs> <laughs> just started fucking losing it. But then I thought about it. I was like, you know what? That would be the most insane submission hold of all time. You take somebody and wrench their arm back so far that you stick their hand up their own ass. That's the, the prostate, prostate chicken wing. Yeah, that's the prostate chicken wing. I mean. It's... <laughs> Oh, oh my man. gosh! Yep. So there you go. There's the the prostate chicken wing story. Because like I was on the, I was like rolling on the floor for like minutes laughing, just like. <laughs> oh my gosh! I loved it. So I'll leave you right. with that, folks. Prostate chicken wing. Six out of twenty nine <laughs> matches we disagreed on, um, but they're all gonna come up, Newman. They're gonna come up on my side. You mean Chan? You said that wrong. Uh, no, I I said it right. I said that I'm going to be retaining, that's right, retaining, unlike every single Changing. champion at WrestleMania. Every single <laughs> champion at WrestleMania is going to lose their belt, but I'm going to stick on to this one, baby. All right, so check us out on social media and check back with us next week as we run down everything from this crazy upcoming weekend. Enjoy, guys, and we'll keep you entertained on our social media. Totally. Um, we're going to try and do what we can to get... Actually, you know what? I was just looking over this one more time, and you know what? The only people that I have predicting to retain are the Briscoes. Out of every single champion on every <laughs> single card, the Briscoes are the only people keeping their titles. No one is safe. <laughs> this is Nobody is safe. Again. Nobody is safe. Uh, but yeah, all right. We're going to be watching this whole weekend. It's going to be insane. Uh, I guess I'll try and get on the Twitter machine and put some things out as I watch shit. Um, but yeah, otherwise, we'll see you guys next time. I'll still be your champion. Keep telling yourself that. <laughs> <laughs>